Hey universe, how you been? Well, steady, right? <clears throat> At least in my lifetime. This little zit of a pimple on the butt of the human race that is my lifetime. Well, here at one o'clock on the dot on the 1st of September. 13 hours in, Phoebe. We're 13 hours into the month of September. What do you think so far? Yeah, me too. Not much to think so far because not much has happened. Maybe I should blow my nose, huh? Well, <clears throat> preparing for phase two. Uh, I've been trying to consolidate some of my cross-referencing and thought conflicting. And I uh, thought today I might just go ahead and tackle what uh, what cultural paradigms or religious framing myth legend that which is our agreed upon story from yore while those things combined with today's concepts of channeling divine inspiration subliminal messaging as we are delivered it one to one how we get programmed what the possession paradigm has moved through. Um, so, <clears throat> most of this, I would have thought, was gobbledygook. Just until probably six, six years ago? Five, six, four? I'm not really far into the whole light warrior channeling the <coughs> the common wisdom of Metatron and all that all that um, no in fact to say that I have any uh, any familiarity with the new age crystal totem crowd nope none zero um, there's a shop in my neighborhood that sells that stuff. So, I get some proximity points, right? But no, I don't, I read Battlefield Earth. That felt kind of, L. Ron Hubbard channeled some shit, right? Dianetics or something. Or that whole Scientology religion. My point is, to me, the channelers always felt like those willing to take the scheme to the highest level. <clears throat> and, uh, I might have been wrong on that one. It gave me some legitimacy to being available to be communicated with in a manner that isn't the direct 3D universe of me saying hello or me hello saying hello or me saying hello whatever if it's not human to human well then i didn't really think it existed i'm not really sure it still does but i believe there's a lot more legitimacy to it from personal experience than i ever would have thought i could have given
ever. Does that mean <clears throat> that I'm possessed? Could be, right? Possessed by the, um, the whatever didn't make the cut to become Scrappy-Doo. Can you imagine the four or five final versions they had and they still went with Scrappy-Doo? Well, if I'm one of those cutting floor dog rejects or channeling him, what, Scrunchy-Doo? Um, Scrunchy-Doo keeps telling me through these subliminal messages that I've gotten off the programming of Looney Tunes, spelled with a T-O-O-N-S, because it was Tunes, damn it. <clears throat> well, if that scrunchy-doo were trying to communicate to me, could I hear him? Would I listen? Would I even be available to say, that's scrunchy-doo talking, not just me having quacky-doo ideas? Oh, well, that's the very first part you got to break down. And I think the reason that no um, scrunchy-doo channeling... That's my notebook, by the way, in case that's what's making all that sound. We're going to pause here because I'm making too much noise already. Okay. <clears throat> so if you want to channel scrunchy-doo from the Looney Tunes Network first... then you would want to open yourself up to the idea that channeling scrunchy do is even a possibility. <laughs> yeah, right? You have to. And I think what really happens is you have to get past the idea that something communicating to you isn't the signal that you're insane, that you're uh, incoherent, that you're losing your touch with that which is discernible in this reality, this space-time, this true existence of what you know to be repeatable, demonstrable, and thus somehow willing to sacrifice itself to the scientific method. Yep. You have to think outside that group of potential outcomes and in the group of outcomes that become less explainable. Could you really be receiving some level of instructive wisdom gain in your dreams? Well, what if it is undeniably already happened? What if it has been a process of Literally, you getting slapped upside the head by a paddle with the knowledge of a download in your dreams that then resets your life that very morning after. What do you call that? Being an NPC? Yeah, you know me. Maybe. <clears throat> Sure seems like it, huh? But the paddle upside the head metaphor is usually because I would say while lucid dreaming the moment knowing I was in full faculty of who I am, none of this 
has bearing in my world. Only here in stupid land where camel lionesses with giant oars of knowledge bop me upside the head and teach me who I am. In this world, yeah. Yeah, everything you're saying makes sense. But in my world, well, fuck off. None of what you're saying even applies. And then they would smack me upside the head. I'd wake up thinking, <gasps> had that cave dream with those camel lionesses again. And then I would understand something that was troubling me or a part of who I was would just have calmed down or an extension of what I think I should have already known would crystallize and make itself apparent and clear in the forefront of my existence. In other words, I kept becoming wiser, more aware, and more equipped to be myself in this world with every one of these dreams. To the point I looked forward to them. I wanted them every night. And there was a string where I got them five nights a week. And <clears throat> I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why. Because they've kind of stopped. And while I still get them now and again, I get them in a way that it's almost not the camel lionesses or the caves. It's more situational coincidentals that make me recognize I'm among those who want to show me how to be smart or to be not smart, clever, smart, but how to be smarter, um, helpful, smart. Like, I don't know. You can tell when you're in a dream that is hoping it connects with you. And I think sometimes if you come to the realization that you're in one of those situational dreams, your recognition that it's there fucks it up. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes you just got to roll with it and uh, let the dream take you where it takes you and then do the normal reflective momentary morning repose of, huh, I think I should probably consider that more thoroughly today. I think that may have been trying to show me something. Well, <clears throat> letting it roll when you don't believe that what you're gaining can even be valid, that's pretty easy to do. But once you're in on the gimmick, once you are looking forward to the opportunity, once you are calling forth the assistance in a palpable way, well, I think for me, it was more about <clears throat> making sure that my course got corrected. They knew I was askew. They knew I had certainly given up on even the concept of that which is the source from which we all achieve the capacity here to manifest as sentient light beings with the capability of gods. I definitely wouldn't have been able to say that sentence 10 years ago. But with that being, in my estimation, as close to the truth as I can word it, 
Well, I think maybe that is the kind of fear that on the light side, if revealed, sends one toward nihilism. Oh, well, then none of it matters. I get to play this arcade game in whatever Donkey Kong fashion I want. Give me a hammer, let's see if I can hit myself on the head. Well, no. And maybe, maybe, maybe. How do I know? All I know is that doing it this way, making us earn our way through the, the disillusionment of agnostic versus atheist versus who caresist. Well, to know that it's really all up to you to care. Blah! What is this, Buddhist yoga class? Me to care. Okay. Care about what? Myself. Oh, uh, you don't do that in America, man. I mean, you do, but uh, I don't know. It's also very confusing. So you journey around like a ding-dong, showing your ding-dong to the wrong knucklehead. The knucklehead says, I don't like your ding-dong, so your ding-dong rolls into a different part of town, and pretty soon you're a ding-dong without a home, without a destiny, without any purpose. You don't know what the fuck to do with yourself. So you do something stupid, like marry somebody, hoping that that foundation will secure you as a person. Maybe a kid or two will put purpose in your life, and for so many it does. Bravo. Seriously. I wasn't up for that task. I knew it was too much of a gamble. <clears throat> Unlike buying shoes on eBay. That was one where I let the negative side really tell me it's, it's arguments to the point that I listened. But for those of you who didn't, I applaud your effort. And yet if you chased stability in that way, like I might have, you can feel trapped there. You can certainly feel suffocated. And uh, again, these are maneuvers that our society trips us into. They give us so few directives in terms of how to fulfill life that are anything other than go make us some money, go marry a person, go have some kids, and then go make some more money to put them into college. If you're not on that train, well, then you're a weirdo. You're a unrelatable. You're problematic. Or you're just realizing that having taken any other tack, well, it was a direction you were incapable of sustaining. Where you are is where you're supposed to be. But where you're going next, that's still yours to experience. It's not written in stone. You haven't gotten here so that you can play out the next role without thinking about it. Everything you're going to do next is yours to decide. It's up to you. And what you decide to do matters only really to you. Well, and to everybody else in the world, of course. Because, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm willing to say 
I'm tired of how have you been. It's got to be about how are you going to be. How are you going to be helpful to yourself? How are you going to be fulfilling to yourself? How are you going to let your soul know that you get it? That you're here for purpose, and that purpose is you. Now, should we all go fulfill our lives? Huh? Yeah!